Hello everyone, this is Ryan from the It Just Works podcast, and we have a brief message from our leadership, and uh, yeah, let's go ahead and roll that right now. Enjoy! And you are about to listen to the Generation 5 uh, overview, so to speak, with Brian from Another Vinyl Page, and Brandon and myself, of course. At one point, (laughs) the show... Um, at one point in the show, uh, we're waiting for Brian to reconnect his computer. Unfortunately, it shut off, so we had to wait for that. And I go on a rant about the Pokedex for Generation 5, and I use the word gay in a derogatory manner. If you don't know me, I'm obviously joking around and should probably choose a better word, uh, for sure, um, this 2021, you know, maybe change it up a bit, Ryan. Um, so if you don't know me and you're listening to that part, understand that I'm just being stupid. Um, I just like to joke and have fun. Obviously, uh, it's not meant to be anything more than that, but, um, I just want to make it clear because obviously it may be sensitive to some people. Um, obviously that part uh, that part lasts about two minutes, so if you get to it and you don't like it, please skip to about two minutes after that, and you should be good. Uh, but thank you guys so much for listening to the show, and let's go ahead and get into it now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the It Just Works podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. Thank you for joining me today as we talk about Pokemon Generation 5, a very bittersweet conversation with the original games into the sequels, and then the Pokemon TCG. But before we talk about that, I want to remind you to follow us on Instagram, where you can engage in the posts, questionnaires, or polls I do on there. And you're welcome to DM me on there as well with any topic suggestions, questions, or concerns. That is at It Just Works Podcast. Once again, that is at It Just Works Podcast. Thank you guys for listening to the show, and let's go ahead and cue that intro. Welcome back into the show. Today I have Brandon joining us on the show and Brian from another vinyl page. Uh, let's go ahead with Brandon. Brandon, how you doing, man? How's life been and what have you been playing lately? Hey, Ryan. Um, happy to be back on the cast. Uh, haven't been doing much except just uh, school and work and just trying to survive, man. Um, in terms of what we're playing, uh, my girlfriend and I just got new switches, the full on, you know, the real ones, not the switch lights. So we've been playing Bowser's Fury. Uh, <laughs> what? You just like completely talk shit about an entire fan base. Like, yeah, anybody who has a Switch Lite's basically a piece of shit. The real ones. <laughs> um, uh, I'm certified lover boy. Um, I started from the bottom. Now I'm now I'm here. So oh, bro, bro boys can't relate. Um, 
Anyways, it's all um, about Kanye's album. Get the hell out of here with that shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, just playing that Mario Kart. Um, we had a we had a brief stint. We were playing Donkey Kong Country on the um, on the virtual console. So that was kind of uh, rad to go back in time on that that's, one. That's an amazing one. That game is great, dude. Oh, so many memories of actually playing on the SNES and getting just as frustrated. The minecart level, yeah, for sure. Holy shit. Uh, so aside from that, um, we've also I also bought this game called Bastion. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. So we bought it again. It's kind of an old game. No, I, I had bought it when it first came out. It was on sale when I had my Switch originally, and I uh, decided to boot it up again. And I've been having a lot of fun with that. So if you want to revisit an old and gold title, I believe it's from the same people who made Hades. So don't quote me on that, but you know it's kind of relative to that. So it was it's been fun to play. So yeah. All right, nice, dude. Well, Brian, what have you been up to? And uh, is there any games you've been playing as well recently? Oh, man, a lot going on. Just in the process of moving, getting all my records in. That's going to be a task in itself because I think I have, I think I officially hit over a thousand records I have now. So it's going to be a lot of moving. And then playing, yeah, that's a lot. (laughs) It's a lot of inventory, my man. You're going to get an Xbox seriously real quick. And then, yeah, there's a lot of new video. Well, there's a couple new games that are coming out to the Switch that I'm pretty excited about. I'm excited to play WarioWare. I know you weren't excited for that one. I'm excited for that one, and I was excited for Sonic Colors, but then I heard it like plays like absolute trash, so I'm not really excited anymore. Other than that, yeah, everything. It's been busy, man. Nice. Yeah, it's been pretty crazy. You know, I, had, I helped Eric, the casual gamer, move. Uh, work's been pretty crazy. Just working on the podcast. I've been playing uh, Plague's Tale Innocence. I'm hoping to finish that soon and do a review on it so people can check that out. Uh, playing Halo. I'm always playing Halo. Um, just a lot of Apex Legends. I was telling Brandon and Brian for, in the pre-show that uh, I finally hit Diamond Unranked. And after two years, that's a pretty amazing feat. Uh, after that, it's Masters and then Apex Predator. Apex Predator is the top 750 players in the world. So it's kind of legit. Almost there. Um, before we talk about Pokemon Generation 5, which is why we're all here, I actually have a pop topic we didn't talk about for the pre-show. I just want to know if maybe you guys have heard of it and what are your thoughts about the Game Boy and Game Boy Color games coming to Nintendo Online. Have you guys heard about this? It's a rumor that's been blowing up in the last week. Everyone's talked about it in terms of publications. Uh, I believe there's a Nintendo Direct coming soon as well with the rumor. And, um... Just, uh, it's a rumor. I don't think it's uh, been official yet uh, by this episode coming out. It actually might be, or at least a date for a direct. But in terms of the idea itself, what do you guys think of this? Uh, Brandon, what are your thoughts on Game Boy games and Game Boy Color games coming to Nintendo Switch Online potentially? Well, I mean, I have a lot of nostalgia for Game Boy Color and Game Boy Advance. Um, So I'm I'm all for it because that could mean potentially having you know not only pokemon games come to the switch such as red blue yellow gold silver crystal and all the ones on advance um that'd be great if they could come but honestly if they if this rumor is true and it becomes a reality i'm not confident about pokemon coming back on those unfortunately i was thinking the same thing but honestly if i just get ham taro back like i'll be very happy i love that little fucking hamster i used to watch the show too i got no fucking shame I know you say that, and I don't detect any irony in your voice, and I've known you. 
Hey, yeah. you're fucking you're dead ass serious uh, about dead this. Ass Hell serious. Yeah. I had the game for my game. <laughs> I really couldn't tell. I couldn't yeah. tell if it was a serious or joking comment. I fuck with Hamtaro, man. <laughs> um well, I think uh like Primal Rage coming back would be cool. It was a 2D fighter where you literally played as a fucking T-Rex versus like raptors and, oh, hell yeah, and uh apes, uh gorillas. Um, if that game alone can come back with online multiplayer, I'd be very happy. But Brian, what are your thoughts on this rumor and do you hope it's true? You know, I kept seeing um Facebook like targeted ads and it was about the whole Game Boy rumor, and I didn't even click and do research i didn't read about it so i don't know what the rumor entails exactly it's just that but, they're coming to nintendo switch online that's all for now i mean that would be my next logical step what they're gonna that's what i would think so i'm not surprised by that hopefully hopefully it's cool i would be nice if we got the old pokemon games on nintendo switch online but i won't hold my breath for that there's a couple other older game boy games i wouldn't mind playing i don't think i've played mario land in like ages I wonder if that game holds up. I would want to play Kirby Tilt and Tumble <laughs> for sure. Oh, well, that Gold, Golden Sun Advance Wars. I know we're getting a remaster of Advance Wars, but there's a oh, lot yeah, like yeah, other yeah. than Pokemon, there's a lot of good hits on the Game Boy Color and Game Boy Advance. So I hope it's true. Was there anything about Game Boy Advance too in the rumor? Or was it pretty much up to like Game Boy and Game there Boy? There was Game Boy Advance in the rumor, but people later turned it down. Uh, the okay. guy who sparked the entire rumor has been correct about everything he's leaked so far. So that's another reason why it gained a lot of traction. I forgot the dude's name, uh, the user that leaks this stuff. Uh, at first, though, Game, Game Boy Advance was also talked about. And that's where I lost my shit. Because obviously, you know, if Fire Red comes back on my fucking Switch. I don't think I can do that don't. yet. I don't think so either. But if they were bold enough to allow that to happen, and then the, those games could have online multiplayer... I mean, we're talking about game preservation in the best way possible and introducing fans to why, you know, to the old games, but also would, in my opinion, um, maybe bring a lot of franchises back like that game Primal Rage. Like that game was insane. I think it was way ahead of its time. There's nothing mm. inherently bad about it. It's really fun gameplay had very fun characters to play as. And um, I don't know. I just think, uh, you know, there's obviously a lot of games out there in the world now but I feel like creativity to an extent in terms of new IPs isn't what it used to be. So it'd yeah, be cool sure. to see people check out the classics that we got to grow up with. So I just want to bring that up real quick. Cause I saw another pop-up for it and I was like, Oh, we're in the right crowd to talk about these kind of games, but uh, we'll wait and see what happens. Like I said, everyone, it's just a rumor. Uh, nothing's beneficial, but uh, I had to bring it up anyways, Pokemon generation five, black and white, black and white too. A bittersweet conversation, I think. Uh, we'll start off with our favorite starter Pokemon. Actually, we're going to change it up. I'm so sorry. We're going to change it up this episode. Uh, what is the first version you played? So I played Black 1. Uh, Brandon, what was the first version you played? Uh, I played the original white version because I really liked Zekrom. And then it was a contrast to uh, you. Yeah, as as players, you know, when in high school we always want to have you. We're, we're well, essentially we literally rivals. had the conversation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we were like, which one are you getting? Get this one, Cam. Getting that. And yeah. Fucking laid that shit out. So, so yeah, definitely played a white one. Was my original one. And before we jump into our first impressions of the games back in the day, uh, Brian, what was your first? I can't remember. I know, I can't remember if you played this one right away or at all. I can't remember. I, I did. It was the same as Gen 4, where it's like, unfortunately, I had to play it on the emulator, but it ran perfectly smooth. And um, I remember the first 
few weeks the game came out, they actually implemented a code in the game where it could tell if it was like a ROM and you couldn't gain experience, so you really couldn't come uh, progress in the game. And then eventually somebody figured out that if you put in this game chart code, it'll fix that issue and then you can play. So I think I had to wait like three weeks after it came out until I could finally play it, if that makes sense. Okay. Uh, well, Brian, we'll just keep it on you. What were your like first impressions of the game when you were finally able to like sit down and play it? I thought it was a beautiful game. I love the um, animated sprites. That was really cool. I thought it was a little weird that there was no older Pokemon I know that was the first point they had done that in the series. And that was a big, that was a big risk for them. And they wanted, I know they were trying to reboot the entire series in a way they wanted it to feel like when we played gen one and like everything was kind of new, but I think for me, that was a little bit weird and it, it was kind of a big turnoff. Like, I don't know. I, I wanted to see like other Pokemon that I've met in other games. Like it, it made a difference to me. And later that was fixed in Gen 2, or I'm sorry, um, Black and White 2, but I don't know. It was kind of weird for me. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, before the game came out, uh, me and Brandon were always on Cerebi, kind of like looking at the new sprites and the new releases or images of the Pokemon. And um, yeah, I'm right there with you, man. I like the idea of what they were doing, but I fucking hated it. I'm, I'm using the word hate. I really did not like it in execution. Uh, the fact that you had to beat the entire game and then after the Pokemon League get to the next area just mm-hmm. to transfer old Pokemon was just the biggest Debbie Downer. Um, I think like maybe 60% of the new Pokemon too, I can't stand. Like I don't like their designs at all. Uh, I think all the starters suck really bad uh, and their evolutions. Like it's just, it, it was just, I don't know, man. Uh, In terms of me as a single fan, like I'm definitely not speaking for anyone else out there. It was a colossal failure to me. Um, I I really hated it. And um, it was really tough. uh, I mean, it wasn't tough to play the game because it was still something new. I am always a fan who wants to see new stuff. I don't want to see the same thing every time. I like to revisit stuff for nostalgia, but I am cool with like the franchise progressing and trying new ideas. Um, So I think that's what ultimately got me through the game. I was still a kid in high school, right? So I also kind of thought maybe the old Pokemon will come eventually. Never happened. It never came. Never happened. Never came. Uh, so it was, that's where like the whole bittersweetness comes from in this first part. Um, it was just a little, little tough to, you know, truck on through. Um, obviously, when you had Pokemon like Volcarona and Crew Cro- Cro- Crocodile and Braviary and just like so many other um last stages like that you know that helped me but uh it was a little rough but what about you brandon with your frozen camera again oh man (laughs) oh now you're back because i said something that's so weird (laughs) (laughs) i'm awake um (laughs) dude that's what it was (laughs) honestly man like i um you know i remember being in history class and like keep on checking cerebi to see like the uh the silhouettes of the new pokemon like i remember people trying to figure out the starters it it definitely felt like a a a, um, a rejuvenation of the franchise. Like it was, like it, I remember there was so much hype around this this release, um, and when it finally came out, like I I fell in love, man. Like as Brian, as you mentioned, like it had fully animated sprites. It was um, you know a huge gra- like. Granted, it was a little pixely, like pixels were very noticeable, but like 
like i don't know i just i just like the way the world was i like the all new like camera angles like i don't know if you guys remember on i believe it's skyway bridge as you enter on like you just zoom out and you see this grand scale of what this bridge could be like i think they implemented all these designs super well and i i fell in love with it um i like the uh, <laughs> uh and you know i'm gonna have to disagree respectfully of course um about the all new pokedex um i think it was an excellent way for us to get that first gen feel and see you know and not and not, and not fall on using the same pokemon as we did before so i actually really liked it because it forced me out of my comfort zone especially as a teenager when that game came out very set in my ways and I kind of wanted to go and do something else. So yeah, I used Pokemon when I used, like I used a Masharna. I fell in love with it. You know, I know Ryan just gave me the stankiest look, but like that Pokemon has a special place in my heart because I was forced to use something different. <sighs> and, um, and yeah, I actually really enjoyed the all new Pokedex. And um, I can think of like maybe six Pokemon that I'm eight Pokemon that I'm not really down with. But that's it for me personally. But we'll get into that. So yeah, I think my first impression was I liked it, and that was just black. That was black and white one. Oof. That was just black and white one. So black and white two, we'll get to. But yeah, uh, Brian, what was your favorite starter Pokemon, and why? That's kind of a hard choice. I'm trying to. It might even be my least favorite starters from every gen, but I have to really sit and think about that. It it might be, but I was looking at all three of these from Gen Five, and it was. It was hard to pick a favorite one. I picked Snivy. Um, Snivy's cool. I don't really like the final evolution, but I don't really like the final evolutions for either of them. M Boar is kind of cool, but I liked Snivy's uh, first design, his base form design. Like, it's a cool little snake. I like that. As far as, yeah, I really don't like Oshawald. I, I never liked that line, but yeah, those are my favorites. I actually went with Oshawald on this one. I My first playthrough, I had Snivy. Um, I really like Snivy and then Servine, and I thought Superior was stupid. And then mm-hmm. uh, Embor and Pignite, I think, are an abomination. And I also hate that there's another fire fighting fucking starter uh line. That's for I thought yeah, Tay Pig sure. was amazing, like, I thought he was just adorable as shit. Um, uh, Oshawott's cool, nothing to freak out about. Um, his sprite is cool, in my opinion. Uh, Duat looks super badass, and then even though the evolution doesn't make sense, I think Samurott's probably the best last stage uh, that we got. Um, I like him a lot, but that was because uh, I chose him for my white two playthrough, and uh, I just thought he was a really fun Pokemon to play with. Uh, what about you, Bren? Ah, I'm gonna be the controversial take on this one. Um, I my original pick was Snivy because I like reptilian kind of Pokemon, and I have a soft spot for grass types. I personally really like Superior. I think it's one of the coolest snakes we got just because it wasn't the typical, you know, fanged cobra or, you know, things like that. I like, I really like Superior, but um, uh, Oshawa, I, I remember you mentioning his sprite was really cool because you take a shell off kind of like how he would in the anime. So that was yeah. a nice little nod and, and goes back to the sprites just messing around and being cool and like doing things that you wouldn't, we've never seen before. Uh, but in retrospect, like now looking back, my favorite starter is uh, Embor. Uh, I don't like firefighting type Pokemon, but I think just Embor, his shiny is really cool. It's just he's got a lot of character from what we've seen in the in the TCGs recently. And I just I just really like that line. So I think now, like 
my favorite Pokemon in retrospect is Ambor. So, <laughs> I mean, Blue Flames. I mean, come on. That's no, so I, fucking I, sick. His shiny is cool. I'm laughing at Brian because his thing's frozen too. <laughs> <laughs> like, is he, is he frozen for you? Yeah, he's probably, well, he's like not, he's just not existent. So for you, he must look like a. He literally looks, looks like a statue right now. <laughs> just like he's like in a pose like this. Oh, uh, I wish I could see that. Oh, that's, that's pretty got frozen. Funny. He's frozen um, solid. Oh, oh he's he's, he's literally gone. And oh, now he's shit. gone. Because you were talking about Embor, and then it happens. So I just cut out of our hats you out. And what happens when I talk about Embor? Yeah, everything falls apart. <laughs> <laughs> fucking talking about shit, Pokemon. Uh, I fucking hate this generation so much. Like I'm looking at the I, Pokedex I right now. Love it, dude. I was, yeah, I was dude, because we have fucking Semi Sage, Lipard, Watchdog, Stoutland, Muna, Moonsharna, like. Fucking now, it's 11, now it's 11 Pokemon that I can't Hold on, hold on, hold on, though. It's Unpheasant was dope as shit. Nope. It's Swoobat. so relative to the region. Nope. Swoobat's fucking gay. Adino's gay. Conkolder's fucking really gay. And then they did their <laughs> stupid-ass fucking fake-ass Hitmonchan and fucking Hitmonlee. Sock and throw. Oh, yeah. Swaddle, Swadloon, and Levani are gay as shit. Dude, those are dope. Whimsicott, Lilligant, gay. Right. Basculin, gay. I know Miranda. it was a chore for me to find like Pokemon I legitimately liked in this yeah, generation. Dude, looking like at Scraggy, the Pokedex, Scrafty, so Crustle, Ayo, Scrafty's dope. Maractus, Gay, Chinchino, Minchino, Garbodor, Trubbish, Gothita, Gothrita, Gothitail. Get the fuck out of here, Reuniclus, Swana. Dude, this generation fucking blows, bro. I do like Trubbish though. Amoongus, Vanillux, Saucebuck, Amolga. Wait, is that an Amoongus reference? I don't fucking know. Then you got Clinkling. Are you kidding me? Electros, gay as shit. And then you got Behem, looks like a floating bullshit. And you got Bear Tick and Cub Chew. Fucking come over this, you bitch. And then you got Shelmet, Excelsior, Excelgor, Stunfisk. Oh my god. Oh, Mianfu, Mianshao, gay. Drudigon sucks. He looks cool, but he sucks. Cryogonal, it's literally an eye that's frozen with tears. Like, fuck off. Golurk, he's okay. Bisharp is stupid. Bulfalent, our fake Tauros, stupid. Heatmore, gay as shit. Oh my god, this generation sucks, cock. See, I think that was a big reason of why if if the game would have been a soft reboot, but like the Pokedex would have been better, that would have been fucking rad. But I felt a lot of these Pokemon were so fucking ugly and stupid looking. But it's yeah. so relative to the region, and the region is based on the US, so of course they're ugly and stupid. <laughs> Because well, we suck. Yeah. Wait a minute, nah, you were right. There's, <laughs> no. real, there's real animals that look like a million times better than anything this Pokemon has. <laughs> Brian was fucking frozen and he was holding up his fucking microphone. He, he was what? Just, Brian was frozen and he was just holding up his microphone like, oh, we eat tonight. <laughs> we eat tonight. All right, well, we're still recording, so we're going to get back into this now. Uh, Brandon, what is your favorite Pokemon of Generation 5? And I just talked mad shit about the whole Pokedex, so... Gotta give it to my boy. One of the ones you fucking just obliterated just now. (laughs) No, fuck that. Um, Haxorus. My boy's got a fucking battle axe on his head. He's a dragon. Pure dragon. Just fucking pure power, man. I gotta love Haxorus. He's my favorite. You know what's funny about Haxorus is I think Axew and Fracture look stupid as shit, but uh, Haxorus is dope. He's also my favorite Pokemon from Gen 5. 
Um, there's just something about him, man. He just looks so badass. I really like his design with the scales and whatnot. Um, he's got a very like futuristic looking like you know animal design. I think they just did such a good job with him. Uh, and then his shiny form, basic as hell, but perfect. Fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. super metal. Yeah, you can't go wrong. Uh, Brian, what is your favorite Pokemon? This was hard to pick. I just picked it. I don't. I wouldn't even say I legitimately have a favorite Gen Five, but there's a few that I like that stick out. I like Sandile. The first stage, I really don't like how the stage pans out, but the first stage, I love Sandile. I do like Ponyard and Bisharp. I know you said you don't like them. I like them. And the Litwick line is really cool. The Fire Ghost type, like that's a cool combination. Yeah, I do like Chandelier. I think Chandelier also has a really good shiny form. Oh yeah, definitely worth Red Fire. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I mean, there is a few really good Pokemon out there in this Pokedex. There's a, a literal, literally just a handful though. Like, let's not get carried away. Most of it still sucks, but, um, we're going to move on to favorite legendary or mythical Pokemon and I'll go first. Um, mine is white Kiram, who I think is till this day, right next to Groudon in terms of my favorite. Uh, I know there are two Pokemon really? combined. It's Reshiram and Kiram. Yeah, I think White Kiram is like one of the most badass looking Pokemon. And um, I was really skeptical about two Pokemon technically fusing, but they I thought they did a killer job with this. And his design is amazing. His moveset's cool. Uh, I'm all about it. What about you, Brian? What's your favorite legendary or mythical Pokemon? I would just pick Zekrom because it looks cool. I think the mythicals and legendaries in this generation are pretty rough i'm not gonna lie but i think zekrom is like it's cool it what's it electric dragon type right yeah That's it's an uh, electric dragon typing type. yeah it's interesting typing i don't like his 3d sprite in the new games oh that's right yeah that looked pretty bad but his pixelated sprite in those games looks like dude he's so badass yeah for sure um him and palkia didn't translate well at all into 3d i think palkia looks absolutely disgusting and it hurts my soul i haven't seen the sprite for palkia in a long time i can't remember how cool don't it looked. worry i'll make sure i send it to you <laughs> cool. uh brandon what is your favorite legendary or mythical pokemon it could be a form like i did or just uh just an outright pokemon uh you know what i'm gonna agree with the sentiment that i was really not blown away by the mythicals in this uh in this generation like i'm not a huge fan of genesect or victini really um but i'm gonna go with the opposite of yours uh black kiram is so rad i mean it's you know the fusing the two pokemon together it, it's it's kind of funny how like that whole uh concept in the story just completely does not translate well to um gets this is original goal that you see in in black and white one which is like the separation of pokemon from humans which now that i say that that's not what i'm trying to say at all right my point is messed up yeah my bad um but it's just crazy how like they pulled a uh dr Wu from jurassic world and just fuse these two pokemon together and i just think it's super cool like he looks badass he is badass so yeah black curium is my pick very cool yeah i just think you can't go wrong with either one of them uh they have cool shiny forms that aren't too different from their base forms they're extremely powerful pokemon till this day um one uh white kiram has a base 170 special attack it's fucking it's outrageous and uh to give you perspective not even mega charizard y had that kind of special attack so 
Yeah, it's uh, kind of insane. So we'll move on to the next part, which is uh, we already did the first version played. Um, I kind of wanted to do like a general conversation of this generation. Um, I feel like the original games we kind of honestly talked about enough, um, in my opinion. (laughs) There isn't much. They are your standard Pokemon games. However, we obviously got uh, Pokemon White 2 and Black 2. And then my question for you guys is, do they hold up today? And like, what are your favorite parts of the game? So, uh, Brandon, what is your what is what version did you choose and why? And then uh, what are your like biggest takeaways that you can look back at today? Well, I chose Black 2 and I still have my copy to this day just because I can get my Sekrom. I thought it was kind of weird how they did the opposites for like, you know, if you wanted Zekrom, you got white. And if you wanted Reshiram, you got black. And then now they, then they, then they made it right in the sequels, which, you know, kind of makes sense because it does touch on a yin and yang perspective in the story. So I guess that makes sense. But uh, I chose black too. Uh, I thought it was the first games to get a direct sequel. And I thought it was amazing. Everything about it. Um, I could get a Lucario and a Growlithe so early on in the game. I thought that was super rad. You know, all the additions that they had, it was it was amazing. So, yeah, that chose Black 2. I just burped, but sometimes I wonder if, like, when I press the mute button on my mic, if it actually goes off or not. Because, <laughs> uh, I don't know, because uh, I just realized it doesn't show, like, a mute icon next to my name. I'm like, I hope I turned it off. I know, you got to get the timing said. right, where it's yeah. like, if you're, like, sneezing, you're like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically. Uh so I went with white too, obviously, because of white Kiram and, you know, we're just following suit with what we did with the first games. Um, uh, till this day, like I know I say fire is my favorite because there's too much sentiment behind it. There's no way it can't be. But in terms of like pure content, uh, black and white two are easily the best Pokemon games in existence. Um, you had Pokemon World Tournament, you had the movie studios, you had the medals box, which were literally achievements in Pokemon for the first time. Uh, if you completed the Pokedex, the champion, I think his name is Alder. He let you choose between a shiny Gibble or a shiny Dratini. And uh, that was the first time I actually had a shiny Dragonite. And it was fucking sick. And then you also got access to an island which had even uh, stronger wild Pokemon. And then in the center of the island was a shiny Haxor. It's just waiting for you. Um, I just think that the entire franchise could have ended with these games. And I probably would have been okay with it to some extent. I know that's kind of a stretch, but uh, they just did such a good job with these games. Um, It felt like there was so much love put into these games. They literally made a sequel to continue a storyline that you already started in a previous game, which hasn't been done directly before. Uh, You start at a whole new area, which has um, three little cities in it. You get um, uh, Sharon is a gym leader now in this one. Um, So this is a sequel. So he's the first gym leader you fight. And uh, it's really cool to see him and the other characters aged a little bit. Um, like Brandon said, you can catch old school Pokemon within the first hour. So within the first hour, you can have an Elekid or Magby, depending on your uh, version. You can have a Riolu, Growlithe, and Mareep as well. And so like me and Brian were talking about being able to see these old Pokemon again, mixed in with these new areas. And then the Gen 5 Pokemon was um, kind of like a homecoming type thing. It I uh, really respect their idea of wanting to do a soft reboot but pokemon as a franchise is a uh you know built upon the pokemon in it so when you take out pokemon that people have been 
you know, playing games with for a decade. Was it a decade at the time? Like 12 years at the time. Uh, you know, it kind of sucks. So I think these sequels, um, if you've never played them, you need to go play them. Uh, but Brian, uh, were you able to get an actual copy of one of these games? And what were your thoughts when you were playing them? You know, I was so turned off by like Gen 5 when it first came out and when I first played it that I didn't play the sequels until last year for the first time. And did you play the whole sequel? Like, obviously, I'm not saying Pokedex, but did you actually like complete the whole game and all that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I completed it. I, I played, um, I think it was Black 2 and holy hell, that game was great. Like, I'm mad at myself for not playing it until last year, but it's, I didn't think there was going to be that much of a difference from the base game. So I kind of always just pushed it aside and once I played it, I was, yeah, I feel like that was the real last amazing Pokemon game we've had. Yeah, because there's so much content in the game and there's so just adding old mods and doing a bunch of other quality of life improvements just help that generation so much. And like, that's the definitive way to play Gen 5 without a doubt. I think everybody can agree on that for the most part. Yeah, I don't think yeah. there's a better way to go around it. You had seasons in it as well. In the Pokemon World Tournament, every single gym leader, rival, and champion from every single game beforehand was in it in one, mm-hmm. one way or another. Uh, and it was extremely tough to actually beat the whole thing. Um, as far as I know, I'm, I think I'm the only one that's done it in our little circle of uh, peoples. Um, very challenging. Uh, the, the, com- the competitive scene, too, also took off here, Brandon. You know, I don't know if you remember, but like we were you know starting to kind of get into competitive battling in terms of uh natures and evs a little bit on the ev side we're not going to get too crazy in evs and ivs um but yeah, evs Brandon, for sure but not not ivs a whole lot i knew yeah. a group who they were heavy into ivs and i just can't get i can't get behind that but we did start playing semi-competitively and the best thing about this generation was the weather wars and uh mm-hmm. you know i just think it created for some great content and um it's really cool to see where they are going with this Obviously, uh, what is it? X and Y is next. That's where competitive went on a whole nother level for me. But um, yeah, I just I, I just want to stop the podcast and go play this fucking game right now, to be honest with you. Well, hell uh, yeah, dude. I, mean, <laughs> I think it I think it definitely holds up. I, I started a new playthrough uh, going through on Nuzlocke even. And just because I enjoy the game that much, like that's I, I love like Crystal will go down as like my favorite Pokemon game of all time. But like uh, white two is definitely up there and i will always probably go back to that over any game because it's just yeah. it's just got so much to it that it's it's incredible yeah i think like the only thing that would make fire red like actually be able to compete with this game in terms of like best of all time is literally its own battle frontier or some way to replay the gen two and gen three leaders and stuff or more access to those regions or just add Johto. but uh yeah, just oh, man, these games are so good. It's so fun to talk about it because I'm like, oh, I just want to play it now. Oh, and I want to just touch on, dude. Like, I think the Team Plasma in in Black and White Two specifically, how they're like all cloaked up and like looking like ninjas. I think they're probably my favorite criminal organization over <laughs> Team Rocket. I think they're so fucking rad looking, dude. They're the There's something about hearing that though out loud. It's like kind of funny. They're like, yeah, those are my favorite criminals, you know. <laughs> Oh, they're my favorite kind of hood, hood rats. So. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, dude. I think I think they just are the coolest looking enemy team. Like I just, I love them. They are pretty legit. Um, I mean, we pretty much just went over mostly everything with the games. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about? 
uh, before we move on to the TCG side of it. Go I ahead. Thought of some, uh, do you guys least favorites. Do we touch on that or least favorites? Oh my God, we did not. We totally skipped it. So yeah, thank you, Brian. first. Yeah, thanks, I'm, Brian. I'm toasted. So damn, this is in your guys' hands. <laughs> uh, my least favorite Gen Five Pokemon, which honestly, it's pretty much eighty percent of the Pokedex. If I could use that, but the one I picked specifically is Basculin. Um, it fucking sucks. There's no use of it. Uh, its art style's stupid. Its design is retarded. I just, I fucking hate it. Anyways, Brian. What is the one Pokemon you hate the most out of? Well, it's actually, un- it's technically three, but... I know, but choose one. It's the Genies. The Genies, I, I've always hated the Genies. I think oh. they're the stupidest Pokemon. Like, they are dumb. All their forms, both because they each have two forms, obviously. I just think, I remember when I first saw them, I'm like, what is this Robin Williams Genie-looking motherfucker doing in my Pokemon game? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I think they're so dumb. And... They're probably within my top five. I'm going to count them as one because they all look the same. Um, they're definitely in my top five most hated Pokemon ever. <laughs> wow. Hot okay. I, I don't even think like, like how are they? Is there any significance to why they chose genies as a trio of legendaries for a region that's based in America? Because they're stupid. But so here's my question. Because they're regular forms, the genie forms. I think are other utter dog shit. However, the Therian forms. forms are fucking sick. You're telling me you don't like those? They are a little bit better. Don't get me wrong. It does help. But if you would change their stupid faces, their faces look stupid, <laughs> even in that form. And that is true. With Bro, so true. Only the funny know, way man. they look at me. What's his name? The Therian form. Uh, let me check right now. I got the Tornadus, right? The one that are looks they more all birds. Bro, yeah. Tornadus no is like a, a bird. Line. Landorus is like a Raikou looking thing. Lion, thank you. Thunderous is stupid still. But Tornadus, Therian form, I fucking love it, bro. I I know he's just a bird, but I think he's so sick. Plus, he has the ability Regenerator. So if you use the move U-Turn, he gets his health back when you send him back. Like, ah, dude, he's sick. I I don't know. Landorus is also extremely, extremely powerful till this day. One of the best Pokemon in TCG history and competitive history. So... That is that is true. Because of his competitive status, like he's always got a special place in my heart because he has the ability to intimidate and he's nothing but a physical attacker. So like he's just a man, he's all about that DPS. So I get the hate though. I do think the genies, even the three musketeers, like in even uh Keldeo and our mythicals, like what does that have to do with American history? Like what I I'm fucking lost. I mean, there's not much to American history because even then the musketeers are a French story. Yeah. Maybe it's also just how we're a melting pot and they just kind of brought in these figures from, you know, all, well, that's, all the cultures. That was going to be my last like point is that, you know, America, we are a country of everyone. We're not one group. I mean, it's, it's everyone's, everyone's world is in here in our country. Absolutely. So I think that that was their way of paying homage to the fact that we're a country that accepts everyone. Literally. I mean, dude, everyone's culture is here. And uh, I think that's why I don't hate them too much when I look back at it, because that's what that that's what their angle was. And, um, you know, if you look at the the, uh, the the I'm sorry, the region itself, it mainly takes place off the East Coast. Well, the East Coast is where there's even more cultural, you know, there's just everyone. So and you know, yeah. uh, the, I think the second city is like New York or whatever. 
So I get it. I got to disagree with it too, though. Like I, I do disagree with the genies, but when you look at it as a cultural standpoint, yeah, I'll let it slide. It's, it's a, it's a nice touch. Uh, Brandon, what is your least favorite Pokemon? Got to choose one. I can't choose six. I mean, I want to choose like 80. If that makes you feel better. <laughs> That's true. Okay. So like <laughs> in terms of, in terms of like a, uh, like a cycle of Pokemon, like I really don't like the simis or the pans. I'm just not a huge yeah. fan of them. I think I understand. the idea is cool as shit. Especially with the rotating gym leaders that way, like you literally went up against one that was that had an advantage against your starter. I thought that was really cool. But in terms of design choice, I'm not a huge fan. But if I had to pick just one, one to erase from the entire history of Pokemon, I would probably choose uh, Pitrat and Watchog. Oh, yeah, those are pretty bad. Awful. For sure. Literally the worst. Retsata and Raticate are, they bring shame. I fucking love Raticate, man. Raticate's a badass dude. Do you remember his like original card? Yeah, like, it's just so fucking cool. I don't I know. It's just competitive zoo. Like, it was, was plain as plain as shit, but it was like the coolest. I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting getting hit with nostalgia right now. But I don't think it's nostalgia. I think it's if you're gonna because they're trying to replicate that nostalgia with this Pokedex. It is literally trying to replicate what Gen One started. So it's not necessarily nostalgia is taking over. It's if you're gonna try to create new versions of what already exists then do it right like when you look at the starters and the rest of this pokedex it's clear that there's supposed to be some mirrors to generation one well the starters yeah. was a massive misstep you look at conkolder who's supposed to be the machamp but he looks stupid as shit i fucking hate that line if i could stab him i would i cannot oh my god jeez <laughs> yeah i'll take, take those fucking easy, i think it, i think it's really cool how it's like they have beams like how you see a lot of the 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 high structures in new york being built they have those okay beams. then how do you account for basculin the fucking piranha when there's no goddamn piranhas and man he's not doing nothing he's just straight vibe and you're like hating on him I'm talking about the pool shacks and the pool halls <laughs> <laughs> oh there's like rug and rolla who's also supposed to be like the geo dude line there's so many and i get that yeah. the beams are supposed to be there to replicate the city workers who build these massive buildings in new york so, but that doesn't mean that gives you a pass to create some stupid ass design of pokemon what are you making that face for brand it's the only face i got first of all second of all <laughs> so waddle and venipede caterpie and weedle you yeah, have your pure you have your pure bug pokemon and you have your poison bug pokemon they suck <laughs> there's they're so bad it's unreal but you know what People love them, and uh, competitively, they were all uh, pretty good. I think uh, Skullipede was pretty good. I think Skullipede has like a pretty good speed stat or something Dude, like that. Yeah, like you, you hit you with a rollout, you're fucking, you're fucking done, bro. Roll out of this fucking Pokedex. That'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, thank you, Brian, for reminding us that we didn't touch on that. Is there anything else you guys want to touch on with the games before we move on to TCG and then later some trivia? Anybody? Yeah. Anybody? I think. I think they're this. No, but, I think we're good. Okay. <laughs> oh wait, wait. Actually, hold on. I, oh, I, I just shit. thought of something. Uh, what did you guys think of triple and rotation battles? Well, considering I don't remember a goddamn thing about them, that's all I gotta <laughs> tell you. Because they dropped that shit like a hot rock after Gen Five. I'll tell you that. Uh, yeah. It, it made the battles go too slow and. Rotation, rotation, spe- rotation battles specifically were like kind of a chore sometimes. 
it's like you already have like if you're doing a battle like say against somebody else like an actual person like competitive you're already taking the guessing game of are they gonna keep that pokemon or are they gonna switch it out now yeah. it's just doing that again so rotation yeah, yeah oh, go ahead. You know which way it was gonna turn right wasn't it like random which way it would turn in rotation battle I no thought. it was it, i think it could only move one at a time so you could either get the the left or right most pokemon but or wait no that makes sense then so yeah, like it just go from either the left hand side or the right hand side. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of rotations. I liked triples more, but Pokemon didn't, so they dropped that shit. Yeah, that should suck. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, how, how did how did you feel about uh, triple and rotation battles? Fucking stupid. Thank you, thank you for your <laughs> as much appreciation. Jesus, <laughs> it's like, dude. Because we just got done like praising the game for all this shit they did right. So the only two things they fucked up are the Pokedex and this stupid ass battle system. It was so stupid. <sighs> Anyways, hey man, not everything's perfect. Halo Infinite's launching without co-op, so things could be worse, right? Mm. Yeah, I just had to get that jab in there. Anyways, uh Pokemon TCG is always Brandon's face is oh I gotta take a picture of this. Brandon's face is fucking bro. No! <laughs> Dude, you're because camera- froze. Yeah, man. Oh no! Look at that. <laughs> Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Let me see. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's tight. Go send me that. I'm gonna make it my new Zoom picture for class. That's lit. <laughs> I'm gonna make that my your fucking contact photo. <laughs> yes. um, anyways, not everything is perfect. I get it, you know. And um, I, I like I said, I'm always down for new ideas. I just don't really know what their thought process was. Uh, behind that idea and uh, when it comes to the sun and moon era there's another battle system that they tried that we can laugh at um was that the battle royale with the professor where he was the master royale you don't remember that where they had the ring and you were battling like the pokemon in each corner like a wrestling ring okay well this is generation five yeah that's for november's episode (laughs) can't wait um pokemon tcg uh a very very interesting uh time for me and brandon uh we had just got back into the trading cards we decided we were going to give it a shot again i saw that there was a shining charizard in this set plasma storm and me and brandon went to frank and sons the collectible show uh we've been going since we were kids very familiar with the place and uh me and him collectively dropped in one time probably three to four hundred dollars on which plasma storm boxes oh my god which would because we like had just gotten jobs at that time like we just graduated high school so like that was a lot of fucking money to us yeah we felt like kings um our pools said otherwise uh we probably opened up a case of booster boxes i want to say i mean literally it was like four to six booster boxes yeah we didn't get the shiny we didn't get the secret rare charizard and even if we did we were debating the whole time like who would actually get it because it was such a we spent so much money on on it uh back in the day too uh fun fact i could have just bought it single for 70 bucks and now it's probably worth over 300 because of the spike in sales so just a reminder out there kids if it's It's a good price just just buy it single um yeah so it was a fun era but i i want to ask you guys if you do have a favorite set if you don't that's fine because i know brian you're kind of in and out of the tcg era um i chose boundaries crossed it was the first set for black and white two, where they had white kiram and black kiram ex but they also brought back charizard in a tcg 
um, in this era. And till this day, the art for that card is probably one of my favorites. But uh, Brandon, uh, what are your thoughts on the TCG era? Uh, well, man, I mean, a whole lot of regret, but a whole lot of fun, actually. I remember just... It was fun. Ha- just having fun, just buying the intro decks, you know, and having a good time with those. Just, you know, nothing competitive, just throwing down some some Pokemon and calling it a day. I remember having the Blastoise intro deck, which was actually a really good Blastoise card, like the Whirlpool ability, just slamming, uh, yeah, you, you know, Ryan, if you want to see it, water energies down. It was really cool. Brian's not looking. Brian, Brian, look, look at him. Is that the one? Yeah, those right. boundaries cross Charizard. But yeah, go ahead, Brandon. Yeah, you. Um, um, what was that stupid trading card store in the Marina Valley Mall that sucks? Oh, uh, oh, oh shit! Oh, it was um zero gravity. Zero gravity. There was yeah, a few that closed down in there. Yeah, zero Dude, gravity. That? If anyone from zero gravity ever hears this, you can go fuck yourself. Um, they made us feel like we weren't accepted just because oh, we didn't fuck. play Yu-Gi-Oh yeah. and Magic, so they can go suck a fat one. Um, but there was a table for me and Brandon to play, and Brandon had a sick ass Blastoise deck that just honestly it fucked shit up. And yeah, that's actually even, one of his best arts, too. Yeah, that Blastoise was was super rad. It just it was super cool. I remember just throwing that down and having a Larvesta and and Volcarona line in the deck as well, which is for some reason, but it was just it was it was cool, man. It was a, re- a absolute renaissance of getting back into um, the trading card game, just beyond collecting. And um, and yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, what is it? I believe, uh, I think specifically after Noble Victories, we got um, full art cards in the game. So special editions of rare cards. That's when those started to come about. So now when you're looking at things like Evolving Skies, where there's several different versions of a card, that's where we got like, one alternate version of the highest rarity. So I thought that was really cool. Um, but I think my favorite set out of it would probably be my God, man. Um, Dragons exalted. I thought that was a really cool set for not only ultra rares like EXs, but also the, um, you know, regular rares um, had a lot of fun cracking those packs. And even, even before Pokemon blew up at target, you had like the, the $2 bin, you know, and that's when you could just go in and just grab a bunch of packs and just crack those open. So, yeah, nice. definitely had a good time with those. Uh, Brian, do you remember anything about the TCG um, in Gen 5? Oh, the only thing I remember about TCG in Gen 5 was, didn't they have uh, Burger King cards? That's all I remember. Oh, you I, know what? They they kind yeah, of they did. I had a good amount of those. I think I, that, that's the only thing. I don't. I want to look up how some of the cards were in that generation too. I bet there were some cool ones. I know they had like it was the first time we saw like the the serial print. Like if you guys seen them now, or they had, it's like it looks like very circular hollow print. Oh, okay, okay. They were they were kind of like the first iteration of those, and it was like a lot of the the common uh, Pokemon from Gen Five. So like you had the starters, Pikachu, mm-hmm. uh, Pidov, Audino. Um, I think I'm missing a few, but but yeah, it was like a lot of like the the introductory Pokemon. Yeah, I um. I don't know, man. I, I think uh, I there's a lot of this generation I didn't like in terms of the cards, too, though, like the, the hollow prints and stuff. And I think the pulls were absolutely disgusting. The pull rates. Yeah, um, they were like really the bad. Patterns. Yeah. Even like getting a hollow was hard to get uh, still. I think the um, hollow pattern was super sick, though. I didn't like it. But looking back at it, yeah, it's pretty sick with like the lines and shit. Um, 
there's just there's a lot of bangers in here though like dragons exalted had the full art rayquaza which just looked insane um one of the sets had a full art groudon which till this day is probably one of the best looking groudon cards in existence um honestly that charizard from boundaries cross with the amount the millions of charizard cards we have is still one of my favorites um blastoise was really cool uh venusaur got no love i don't think um i always like the new era of trading cards not just for the new pokemon but to see what new art um is brought to older ones and i think uh black and white had a lot of bangers in there i I just think um they're few and far between but a lot of them do stand out um you had the uh the night march deck with uh seismitoad actually no was that x and y brandon was night march x and y night march was was black and white um no, it was X and Y because of because had of Phantom Forces, Phantom My Forces bad. with Phantom and everything. Got it. So never mind. I'm thinking of the wrong deck, but you did have, I believe there was a playable Seismitoad from this era, but then you had a, uh, a Darkrai from this era. I don't remember what set it was, but he was good. Um, uh, Dark Explorers, I believe. Yeah, Dark Explorers. I think that's actually where Groudon's from too. Um, there's just a lot of cool cards. I thought the Plasma cards were cool, but in execution, not so much. Um, I remember we use a lot of hypnotoxic lasers on our on each other. Um, it's where you, <laughs> Dude, uh, yes. you poison and put someone to sleep or something like that. Like it's you fuck just, people up. Yeah, as soon as you throw it down, it's like that was just get fucked. <laughs> it was yeah. so fucked up. But we had we have a lot of good memories of the TCG in this era because we'd go home to my house after Frank and Sons and like play like another two hours of battles. Uh, very fun times. Um, but that's pretty much TCG. Brian, is there anything else you'd like to add? I know it's an era that you're a little spotty on, but before we move on, is there anything else you want uh, to say? TCG-wise, no. There's not much I can think about TCG-wise, unfortunately. I wish. Now I'm just yeah. going to go look up all these cards now. I really do recommend it. Um, and that's kind of why, like, I, you know, we were talking about, like, selling our collections and stuff. That is, like, something I do miss, you know, being able to look at these, you know, old art styles. Because um, when I see the new cards from, like, Pokemon Sword and Shield Evolving Skies... Uh, celebrations coming out. I think the reason why Pokemon cards are also still sought after in Magic and you know Digimon is just sometimes you can't help but really appreciate the art that are put into them. Like there's so many commons and uncommons out there that look absolutely gorgeous, and uh, it's always cool to actually just sit back and appreciate them and not care about the monetary value. So um, I would say Black and White has a lot of that in there. Um, they have some sick secret rares. You got the uh, in Plasma Freeze, you have the Secret Rare Blastoise, who is shiny. Plasma Storm was a Secret Rare uh, Charizard. So they definitely brought some shiny cards back in their own way. And uh, I thought that was really cool. But that's enough of that. I think we're ready for some trivia, huh? Yeah. Woo! Now, Let's before we move on to the trivia, Brandon is at, or Brian's at three, Brian's at one, or I'm sorry, Brandon's at one, Brian's at three. Um. Whoever wins the championship gets a Amazon gift card. So that'll be our little prize for these two gents. Um, trying to think of a double or nothing for Brandon here because he has to win this to move on or Brian basically I, just wins. I got or, fucking nothing. So we'll figure it out. <laughs> so the first question, are you gents ready? Ready as I'm going to be. Yeah, I'm closing out all my tabs. Yeah, I mean, my uh, tabs. Close, close that shit out. All 156 tabs of all Pokemon's weight. (laughs) (laughs) How much does White Kiram weigh? Oh, Oh, fuck you. I don't know weight. (laughs) A, 400. I don't know either. This is why it's fun. A, 467 pounds. 
B, 598 pounds, C, 716, or D, 932? What do you guys think it is? C. Come with B. And Brian is correct. It is actually 716 pounds. Close your tabs, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> My hands are free. My hands are free. Your guess. Uh, eyes who are is, busy, though. Look at them. Who is the main antagonist in white one and black one? I put A, the game itself. B, gets this. D, basculin. Oh, I'm sorry. C, N, and D, basculin. <laughs> <laughs> The Pokemon Company. <laughs> <laughs> the I would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for you kids on that fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the developers themselves are the antagonists. <laughs> um, so oh, A, I put A, the game itself. B, Getsis. C, N, or D, Basculin. B. B, Getsis. You're both wrong. It's actually N. N is technically your villain in this one because he still thinks that whatever their agenda is is the way to go. Whereas the sequel actually is where it's nothing but gets us trying to, you know, take over the world with Team Plasma. And Professor Sexy. You bamboozled me. Uh, you've been bamboozled. What year did Black and White 2 release? A, 2011. B, 2013. C, 2010. Or D, 2012. 2011. 2012. Brandon is correct. It's one to one right now with, <laughs> with two questions left. What move can be learned from TM55? A, scold, B, fling, C, charge beam, or D, false swipe? They are all real TMs, by the way. I should I just want to make sure that's clear. That nothing is a fake TM in these games. Thank you for scold. Uh, I'll say scold. I'm sorry, can you go over the answer, the options again? So what move can be learned from TM55? They're all real TM moves. A, Scald. B, Fling. C, Charge Blade. Or D, False Swipe. I'm Scald. You are both correct. Thank yeah. God, because I'm like, Brandon, come on. You know, you know, you know, <laughs> fucking know it. <laughs> uh, I was like, maybe False Swipe, but no. So this is technically a tiebreaker. Oh, what God. was the main difference between box arts for white and black? A, the legendary is on the wrong cover. B, the lettering is off. C, the developers. D, where's Charizard? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's D, really? God damn it. D, D, D. <laughs> it's always got to be the D. Uh, can you say the answers again? What was the main difference between the box arts for black and white? A, the legendaries were on the wrong cover. B, lettering is off. C, the colors are incorrect. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, slash the developers. And D, where's Charizard? That's. I feel like it's a trick question. That's a very confusing question. I know. That's the point. Oh. Uh... I'll give you guys a hint. Someone already talked about it earlier in the episode. That's you, the legendaries on the wrong colors. Yeah, I'm going to say A then. I feel like it's a trick question, but I'm going to say A. I shouldn't have given you the hint. It was a trick question, but I gave you the answer with the hint. Damn it. Okay. Wait, so was it A? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys are both right. So let's see. Hey. We got to do a tiebreaker answer real quick on the spot. How um, much does Pat Trat weigh? <laughs> okay. Are you guys ready? Oh, fuck me. Okay. Yeah. 
How much does Superior weigh? A, 167 pounds. B, 138 pounds. C, 214 pounds. That's definitely not that one. <laughs> it's not the one with the long paws. Eyes <laughs> started around the room looking for numbers. He's looking at the fucking Glade plug and like, damn, I thought that was going to be the way I won. I just listened for the pause before. Yeah, or D, 142 pounds. Uh, B. D. Well, looks like Brian gets an Amazon gift card. Fuck me. Wait, did you guess, Brandon? I didn't even hear Brandon guess. He said D. I said D just because it was post-pause and fucking hilarity. I said B. Oh, shit. That was good. (sighs) We'll do a double or nothing next. You know what? uh, Gen 6. The real prize isn't the Amazon gift card. The prize is the friends we made along the way. Yeah, and the laughs. (laughs) I cannot... I mean, I... I still got to say the game itself really was was a good one. And then D, where's Charizard? <laughs> You're like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, this fucking guy. But where's uh, my lizard man? <laughs> yeah. Got to have Charizard on everything. Got to make sure they can be scalped by everybody. Uh, dude, speaking of scalpers, so <laughs> quick story time. Uh, so special delivery Charizard is a card that exists. And they did one for Pikachu, where it's just Pikachu. Um, but because of beat of day, they made a meme card called Special Delivery Bidoff. Bidoff? Bidoff? Uh, and they actually released it. It's like a real card that exists. But very select people were able to get it through the PokemonCenter.com. And now it's worth like $400. So good job, Pokemon. Yeah. Really just doing good out there. Just thought I'd tell you guys that real quick because fucking Charizard. That's stupid. Anyways, but it's got well, a little funny hat on. He's got a little funny hat on him. Uh, all right, guys. Well, that's it. We covered Generation Five, and it wasn't completely, you know, cynical. It was uh, a little rough around the edges, you know, because they suck. Those bastards. Anyways, rough around the edges because of Bisharp. God, I'm gonna stab you. Anyways, make sure to follow Brian at another vinyl page on Instagram. Be sure to check out his page. I haven't plugged it this entire time. So if you made it this far, you're a real champ, which means you should go to his Instagram page and press that follow button. Once again, that is at another vinyl page. Uh, Yeah, Brian, Brandon, thank you guys for being on the show. Uh, That's pretty much it. That's all we got. Uh, The next episode they're going to be on is Generation 6. We'll probably be working on that here soon. I like how you said November. Wait, did you say November earlier? Yeah, because October next month. October is next month, and then I think that's a good fit for X and Y, and then Oof. Gen 7 will be November, and then Gen 8, December? Yes, and Maybe. then that wraps up all generations of the 25th anniversary, and then we will be doing a follow-up podcast. Um, well, we'll do it like a... It doesn't matter when we do it, but we're going to talk about uh, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. And then that'll technically line up in January, and then February we could talk about Legend Arceus. Oh, yeah. Yep. And and uh, that's either going to be a really good conversation or a really bad one. Either way, we'll be drunk for it. Fingers yeah, crossed. Definitely trying to drink more on that one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, thank you guys so much for being on the show. Uh, I'm your host, Ryan. And thank you for listening to the It Just Works podcast. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. See you guys. Bye.